Welcome to Worship in the Word with Generations Church of Granbury. You are invited to stay tuned for the next 59 minutes to enjoy some inspiring music from one of Hood County's wonderful congregations as well as an encouraging message from the Bible. The songs you are about to enjoy are from the Generations Church worship team led by Pastor Shake Anderson with the Gen Praise Band and on special occasions some great guest musicians. Later on in the broadcast, you may hear a proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ, along with some teaching from the Bible with Pastor Alan Mata or another generation's church leader or special guest. So without any further delay, welcome to Worship in the Word with Generations Church. Let everything that has been, let everything that has 
listening to Worship and the Word with Generations Church of Granbury. Stay tuned for more inspiring music and a message from the Bible. One, two, three, and glory, hallelujah, this is what we come to do, tear our strongholds, break the chains, find the devil in Jesus' name, it's alright, we got a right. Praise Him! 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 Praise
God is worthy. It's all right. We got a right.
And sometimes it's hard to tell the night from day Still that hope that lies within is reassured As I keep my eye upon the distant shore I know he'll lead me safely through that blessed place he has prepared but if the storms don't cease and if the winds keep on blowing my soul has Say it again. Though the storms keep on raging in my life, and sometimes it's hard to tell the night from day, still that hope that lies within is reassured. As I keep my eye upon the distant shore, I know he'll lead me safely to that blessed place he has prepared. But if the storms don't cease, and just in case the winds, they keep on blowing in my life. My soul has been anchored in the Lord. I realize Sometimes in this life You're gonna be tossed By the waves and the currents That seem so fierce But in the word of God I've got an anchor And it keeps me steadfast And unmovable Despite the tide, but if, if the storms, if the storms don't cease, and just in case the winds they keep on blowing in my life, my soul has been. In the Lord, my soul, my soul, my, 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 my soul, my soul, my soul.
My soul's been anchored. My soul's been anchored. My soul's been anchored. My, 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 my. My soul, my soul. Listen. Builders may roll, breakers may dash. I shall not sway because he holds me fast. Though dark the day, clouds in the sky, I know it's all right. Cause Jesus is mine and my soul. My soul, my soul, my soul, my soul, my soul, my 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 soul. Yeah, my soul has been. In the Lord You are listening to Worship and the Word with Generations Church of Granbury. Anyway, if you have your Bible, and I hope you do this morning, we're not going to be before you long. I have a lot of things, but long-winded is not one of them. So I would invite you all to, if you have your Bible, there's a word from the Lord in the book of Genesis. And we're going to play with several different verses this morning, but for the most part, we're going to kind of park our vehicle, so to speak, right here in Genesis chapter 37. Very familiar story. You all remember the story of uh, Jacob? Jacob had them 12 sons. His second to the youngest boy, Joseph. Y'all remember Joseph? Yeah. Joseph the dreamer. Joseph didn't have no problem sharing his dreams with his brothers. His brothers had a problem with his dreams. Joseph had another dream, shared that one with his daddy and his brothers. Jacob, Israel, put him in check. Say, hey, look here, boy, what you talking about? What you talking about? Me and your mama going to bow to you. Look here now. I'm from Kentucky, so I'm going to slur some words, all right? It's going to be some. Any English teachers in here? Oh, Lord, have mercy. And you kind of remind me of my sophomore English teacher, so great on a curve. Amen. But you all remember the story of Joseph, and Joseph had these dreams, and he shared these dreams, the first dream being of, of his sheaves. You know, they all had sheaves in the field, and his sheaves stood up, and the other sheaves bowed down to his sheaf. And then he had another dream that, that, that he, 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 he related to, he talked to, to his parents about, he, and, and his brothers and what have you. And that dream was about the, the sun and the moon and the 11 stars bowing down before him. And that's the one that Israel kind of had to put him in check over a little bit. The difference between Israel and his reception of Joseph's dreams and Joseph's brother's reception of his dreams is simply this. Israel merely kept the boy's dream in mind. The brothers, through jealousy, because of jealousy, and, you know, perhaps we can argue that some of it was rightfully so because, you know, Joseph was Israel's favorite boy. Now, I'm a parent. I got five kids. Love all of them. Love all of them. Try not to play the favorites. But sometimes... Sometimes you have that one 
that 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 how can I say this tonight? Just man just won't do right. Can I be real with you? You've got that one that no matter how much you try to steer them on course, they want to, you know, get off the, the chosen or the beaten path. Then you have that one that if you say jump, he or she jumps. You say go, he or she goes with little or with no no hesitation, no trepidation, no, nothing coming back to you. They just do. You know what I'm saying? Not talking about playing favorites with your kids. We don't play favorites with our kids, but our kids are different. So anyway, Israel, Jacob, he has these 11 other sons, and they know that Jacob is daddy's boy. They know that. They, they know that. Jacob makes Joseph this fan-dancy coat. Now, that's a word you ain't going to find in Webster, but you'll find it in Kentucky. So they make Joseph this really, really nice coat of many colors. The other brothers don't get a coat of many colors. Joseph was Jacob's favorite son. The other 11 were jealous of that. They allowed that jealousy to drive them to the point of rage. They allowed that rage to drive them to the point of wanting to take their brother's life. Reuben stands up and says, hey, let's not take his life. Let's shake him up. Let's scare him a little bit. We'll throw him in a pit. I'm, 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 I'm going somewhere. You all stay with me. They throw him in a pit. Joseph stays in the pit, gets picked up, sold into slavery. Next thing you know, ends up in Egypt. That's kind of where the story goes. But before we get to that, let's look at this. Chapter 37. And I just want to look at... Um, We'll start at verse 2 and a few other verses, and then we'll say a little bit and get out of your way. These are the records of the generations of Jacob. Joseph, when 17, of age, 17 years of age, was pastoring the flock with his brothers while he was still a youth, along with the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought back a bad report about them to his father. See, Joseph already out there snitching on his brothers. Y'all, where are the young people at? Because you know, old folk ain't gonna know what I'm talking about. Y'all ever heard snitches get stitches? <laughs> Joseph, the now we're the old now my old folk. Joseph dropped dime on his brothers. That he was a tattletale. Yeah, and see nobody likes tattletale. Man, they like they 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 like a, a a a bucket with a hole in it. They can't keep nothing. Just just squealing, eating the cheese, dropping down, hating, snitching, and his brothers, they ain't like that. So look at what the word says. He brings back this bad report, and verse three lets us know that Israel loved Joseph more than he did his other sons. And you know, I would dare say because he loved Joseph like that, he kind of took Joseph's word verbatim. You know, well, you know, this is my boy. He ain't got a reason to lie to me, blah, blah, blah. If he said it's so, it must be so. But the other brothers didn't like that. And, 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 and the word of God in verse number four says, his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers. And so they hated him and could not speak to him on friendly terms. Now, there are some people 
and I don't know about any of you all, and maybe not at this church, but perhaps at your cousin and them church, there are some people that you're just not going to like. You're just not going to be able to get along with. It's human. We, we're commend, commanded to love them, but some people make loving them, man, they just, man, they just, bruh, they make it hard. Because they're just unlovable. Joseph's brothers couldn't even talk to him on friendly terms because that jealousy, that hatred, that, 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 that stuff was so heavy on and in them. What does Joseph do? We get to verse 5, and it says, Then Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. Uh, it, just ain't get, it, ain't, it just ain't getting better for Joseph at all. Verse 6, he says, he says to them, please listen to this dream which I have, which I've had. He says, for behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheep rose up and also stood erect. And behold, your sheaves gathered around and bowed down to my sheep. Then his brother said to him, are you actually going to, now it says here, are you actually going to reign over us? But let's, let's be real about that thing. Your brother, who done already snitched on you, told your daddy and him that you was down there acting a fool or whatever you was doing. Now he's going to come up here and tell you some stuff about he had a dream and you're going to bow down to him. Now, I don't know about you all, but where I come from, man, you done made that all the way up. <laughs> you got me bent. And you got me twisted. You are talking 10 carat crazy. Now, I know you all don't talk like that down in good old Granbury, Texas. But you might catch some of that when you cross, when you go that way. <laughs> and then it says, so they hated him even more for his dreams. And the last thing says, for his words. Now, listen to this. What Joseph was sharing with them was what God had shared with him. Listen to me. There are people in your life that are not going to like what God has shared with you. There are people in your life that are, gonna, that are not going to want to hear about your dreams. They don't want to hear about your word, your God. They don't hear any of that stuff. You got to stand. You've got to stand. We have an enemy who is 24-7, eight days a week about doing his job. We have an enemy who even when the, when the sons of God came before God, guess who showed up to the party? We have an enemy that even when, when, when Job Y'all remember Job? I understand you all been talking about Job, right? Y'all recall Job, this righteous man? You know what I'm saying? The Lord and who? The Lord and somebody had a conversation? Come on. I'm, now, y'all have been paying attention, right? Okay, then, then I'm not telling you anything that, you, that you're not... I'm not speaking Greek, right? Good, 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 because I get a little lost sometimes. But y'all recall Job 
this conversation between God and Job. And the Lord says, well, look here, have you considered? Have you, con you know what I'm saying? He says, yeah, have you considered my servant Job? What the enemy say? Yeah, you, you know, I, I thought about that, but look here, man, you got him covered. You got him protected. You got him surrounded. You know what I'm saying? If you take that thing away from him, I can get him. I can get him. If you take that hedge, you, 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 let me add him. So the, the, the agreement was made. The deal was made, if you will. Listen, Joseph's brothers hated him because of his dreams and because of his words. None of us, we don't get to pick what we dream about. Think about that. So th what they were hating him for is what God is because of, is because they're hating him because of what God has put on the inside of him for his life. Some of us in this room right now, and I shared this with, with Sister Marietta on yesterday, some of us in this room right now, not just her, but some of you are looking at me like I owe you money right now. God has placed something on the inside of you that he is trying to get you to give birth to, to bring forth, not for your benefit, but for the benefit of that one sitting to the left and to the right, to the front and to the back of you. And there are people, there are people that are going to come up in your life that are not going to want that thing to be brought forth. The enemy doesn't want that thing brought forth because he knows what it means to him. Okay, well, what do you mean? Well, let me help you with that. I'm glad you all are raising so many questions this morning. <laughs> don't you know that when you pray, don't you know that there's someone else listening to your prayer? Don't you know that when you go and you fall flat on your face and you slobbering all over the place and you're petitioning God and and, and, and all that sort. Don't you know that the enemy is hearing that? Uh, okay, 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 okay. Y'all don't look. Daniel, 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 come here. Come here, Daniel. Daniel prayed. Pastor, please straighten me out if I'm wrong at any point. Daniel. We find Daniel praying. Daniel prayed and some time went by before the answer came. Finally, I believe it was 21 days. The angel of the Lord shows up saying, Phew. Hey, look here, man. Hey, look here. We got your prayer three weeks ago. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, we got, we got it. The, the prayer reached, it, it reached three weeks ago. But look here, man. <sighs> man, I had to fight to bring you the answer. Now, if the enemy could not hear what Daniel was seeking God, what Daniel was praying to God for, what Daniel was petitioning the Lord for, why would it take three weeks? Because the enemy doesn't want you to receive that thing, that word from God. He doesn't want you to do that thing that God has placed upon your heart to do. That thing that God has placed on the inside of you. He doesn't want that thing to come forth. Because he knows it's going to change not only the lives of God's people, but it's going to be effective in changing the lives of those people that do not know who our God is. News flash for you. And this fella here is wearing a Steelers jacket. It's really hard for me to focus because, you know, I'm a, I'm a, you know, let, me, let, me put, let me put a quarter in the meter right here. Pastor, you need to do something about this. <laughs> I've been a Cowboy fan all my life. All my life. And it's, 
And I, yeah, give him, yeah, drape him. <laughs> look here, look here. In the, in the name. <laughs> but there, God has given us, God has given us all. And I'm just messing with you, young fella. Just messing with you. He, he looked bigger than me, too, so I better <laughs> leave him alone. But God has blessed every last one of us with a ministry. God has something for every last one of us to do. God has people that only you are going to be able to reach. Only you are going to be able to reach. Only you are going to be able to reach. Only you are going to be able to reach. God is not a God who looks at us for our great ability. God is more interested in our availability. Now, some of you all aren't going to get that. Some of you all are going to be sitting down at Shea Big Steaks or whoever it is today, and the light's going to go on. God doesn't care about what I know. Dr. Miles Monroe he has a, I remember reading a book of his, I forget the name of the book, but I remember this one quote that was in the book that he had. He says, with regard to remaining teachable, young people listen to me. He says, I must understand that all I know is what I've learned, but what I've learned is not all there is to know. All of us fall into that, into that position, into that mold, into that place right there. God wants to do a great and powerful thing through your generation's people. He wants to do it. He wants to do it. He wants to do it. And those things that, that, that he has placed on the inside of you, those dreams that he has given you, that word that he has given you, that's not your word. That's not your word. You, don't, you have no control over what you're dreaming about. When you close your eyes and you finally drop off into REM, and the Lord starts ministering to, ministering to you, that ain't you. That ain't your words. Don't, you, don't hide that under a bushel. Cultivate that thing. Bring forth. Give birth to that thing that he has placed on the inside of you. Joseph shared his dreams with his brothers. They hated him because of his dreams and because of his words. Joseph's dreams didn't stop just because his brothers hated on him. Joseph found himself in the pit. But how many of you all know sometimes you got to go down to come up? Sometimes you've got to be buried in a pit to bring forth anything. You know, a lot of farmers, we're down in farm country. You don't just get a, uh, you don't get a crop of corn by sprinkling corn. You got to dig, you got to plant. Something's got to go in the ground. Is, is it making sense to you? I, I mean, I am in Texas, cowboy and farm country. Well, I know it works out in Omaha, Nebraska, <laughs> out there where them corn huskers is. You don't just wish corn to grow. You got to plant a seed. There's a seed on the inside of you. I don't care whether you're 18 or 80. Deaf, blind, half crazy, it don't matter. There's a seed. God has a seed that he has planted on the inside of every last one of you. He's not concerned about your ability. He's not concerned about how high you jump, how many this is or that's, how many letters fall behind your name. It's all about are you available. Let's get back to the text, and then we're going to get out of your way. 
So then he has this other dream and he tells his father that dream. And then the dad, his dad checks him. He says, look here, boy, you're trying to tell me that me and your mama going to bow to you? Again, I'm from the country. It's kind of how we talk, y'all. So y'all bear with me. Amen. But after we get past all of his dreams, Joseph had his dream, but Joseph also had a destiny. And his destiny would not end in the pit. Now let's rewind the tape a little bit. Because if we go back to some of the previous chapters and do a little searching and research, we find that Jacob, prior to his name being changed to Israel, had an encounter with God. As a matter of fact, Jacob had this encounter and, and, and it, earned, it turned out to be the first WWE match that I've... Yeah. It was the first one. Okay, world wrestling. Am, am I... Well, yeah. <laughs> but it's the first uh, wrestling match that I read about in the Bible. For it was Jacob that wrestled with the angel of the Lord. Now check this out. Jacob was getting his in. He was getting his in. Read what the word says. The word said he wrestled, he contended with that all night long. To the point that the angel, hey, look here, man, you got to let me go. But what did he do? He hit him, touched him on the hip. You know what I'm saying? Jacob came away with a limp and a name change. Jacob had some experiences with the Lord. Jacob had experiences with the Lord because it was God that fixed that issue between Jacob and Esau. Y'all remember the birthright? Jacob schemed on his brother, hooked him up with a hot bowl of soup. It might have been on a Saturday. I don't know. Might even lay it out a song. Who knows? Y'all had soup and song? You ain't the first one. <laughs> Jacob had soup and a birthright. Esau, he was going to get him. It took the Lord to fix that thing between those two brothers. Jacob had some experience with God. The Lord told Jacob, I'm the God of your father Abraham. I'm the God of your father Isaac. And through you, I'm going to bless you. Watch. Joseph his favorite boy, his baby, his, his next to the baby boy, ends up in the pit. From the pit, he ends up in the palace. From the palace, he ends up in Potiphar's house. From Potiphar's place, he ends up as Pharaoh's number two man over all of Egypt. As a matter of fact, Pharaoh himself is quoted in the Bible as saying, look here, you in charge of everything, but out here, right here on the, on, the, on the throne, I outrank you. All right? All right. Jacob's destiny did not stop in the pit. Your destiny, Generations Church, doesn't stop in your issue. It doesn't stop in your place of calamity. It doesn't stop in your uncomfortable place. It doesn't stop in your pain. It doesn't stop in your discouragement. It doesn't stop in that place. Your destiny is somewhere far, far, far beyond that. I'm going to try it on this side. Your destiny, young people, doesn't stop in your issue. It doesn't stop in your place of pain. 
It doesn't stop in that classroom with that teacher. Don't, don't look over there. With that teacher that doesn't care for you, doesn't like you, the one that doesn't sow anything encouraging into you, been there, done that. The one that tells you you ain't going to be nothing. The one that tells you you ain't this, you ain't that. You will never amount to anything. All you want to do is show up in class and blah, 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 and yada, yada, yada. Not, no offense to the young lady back there. Your destiny doesn't stop there. Your destiny is far, far over there. So, so, so Joseph, out of the pit, into the palace, hanging out with Potiphar. Famine comes to the land. Seven years, good harvest, seven years, bad harvest coming. Guess who shows up? Knocking on the doors of Egypt. How about them same 11 brothers? Threw him in the pit. The same 11 that hated him because of his dreams and because of his words. But what they didn't understand is they wasn't his dreams. They wasn't his word. But it was the Lord's move on his life. And you can't, man, you cannot curse what God has blessed. You can't do it. You can't do it. You cannot, man, you cannot curse what God has blessed. This world tries to. This world, oh my, look at the divorce rate. Marriage is blessed. Word of God says he who finds, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. I don't know about you, I got a good thing waiting on me about 684 miles away from here. You cannot curse what God has blessed. And if you are a child of the Most High God, you are blessed. You are blessed. You're blessed in the country. You're blessed in the field. You're blessed when you come, when you go. You're blessed from the crown of your head to the very soles of your feet. You are blessed. Don't you think the enemy doesn't know that, though? But here comes these same 11, the ones that hated him, the ones that wanted to kill him. And look what happens now. Guess what happens when you come into the presence of the king? Guess what you end up doing? Look at that, look at that, <laughs> look at that one sheep standing straight up. Look at the other 11 sheaves bowing down to him. Look at the sun and the moon and those 11 stars. What are they doing? Got to bow. Your destiny is so far away from your pain. So far away from that place of pain. So, so far away from it. How do I reach my destiny? Trust God. Trust God. Trust God, watch this, trust God to be God and to do the God stuff. Somebody wasn't writing fast enough, so I'm going to speak it slow. Trust God 
to be God and to do the God stuff. But there's some stuff in our lives that only God can fix. There's some pain that only he can take away. There are some issues. And I'm not talking about our issues with other folks. Some of us have internal issues, eternal, internal issues. Man, and we need help. Oprah can't do it. Sorry, I know it's a newsflash. Oprah can't do it. Dr. Phil can't do it. You need Dr. Jesus. So that's the only one that can help you with those issues. How do I get to my destiny? How do I get from this place of pain? How do I get out of this pit? How do I get out of this situation that I'm in? How do I get away from these negative people? How do I get away from all this nonsense? Answer is simple. Trust God. Trust God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot to put a topic down, didn't I? Here's your, you need a topic. Here's your topic. Your dreams, your destiny. Trust God. There you go. Trust God. We know when we read the rest of the story, we know that those dreams that Joseph had, they wasn't just words. Joseph wasn't just out there puffing himself up, talking about, look at me, look at me, look at me. And when Joseph was, even when he was in jail, the dreams didn't stop. He had a dream again. There were dreams in the jail. Who's interpreting dreams? That same one, Joseph. God was with him. God was blessing him even in his calamity, even in prison, even in the pit, even in the situation he was in, even when he was wrongly accused with Potiphar's wife because he was good looking. He was handsome. He had strong white teeth. God was still blessing him and God was with him. And just as God was with Joseph, guess who else? He's with you, Pastor Allen. Greg, he got your back. Marietta, guess what? Got you covered. Where Bill the lighting guy? Man, you awesome. But guess what? God is with you. He got you covered. Like 360 degrees, man, of protection. You know what I'm saying? God is on you better. He is on you, man. He is on you guys. And he is on you all tighter and better than polyester in a July summer down here. And that's shown up sticky. Ain't that right, Miss Emma? That's some stickiness right there. God got you covered. He's got you. Your dreams, your destiny. Trust God. Trust God. Quick thing. What does the proverb say? Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him. And he will. God bless you. Bless you.
We're going to take it back to the top. There's a river whose stream. See, there's a river whose streams makes the land the city of today for Worship and the Word with Generations Church. You may hear our radio broadcast again at the same time and station next week. If you do not have a church congregation to call home and you live near the Granbury area, we would love to invite you to come check us out some Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Our meeting facilities are located at 5718 East Highway 377 on the Fort Worth side of Granbury. And our website is at generationschurch.org. Oh, yeah.